Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one. I am LeVar, and I feel like I have to do a, um, a roll call here. I'm here, and let's see, who am I missing here? Uh, let's see, Mary, are you here? I am, amazingly. <laughs> you know, you're back. I'm back. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. We're back just in time because the the whole world's gone nuts here in the last, like, 48 hours. We've had Somewhere before our show is over today, I mean, I hope we're still on the line because an asteroid is supposed to come close to Earth around 225 Eastern time, about 24 minutes from right now. Uh, The closest one, I think, that's ever been close to the Earth's atmosphere. And then mm-hmm. you, this morning you had over in Russia where you had, I don't know what fell in from there. They, they're saying it could be a meteorite. It could have been an asteroid. It could have been anything coming in from there. We've well, got, yeah, we got cruise ships going bonkers. and <laughs> it's, just mm-hmm. been, it's just been a nutty week. So. Even better than that, apparently the cruise ship did make it back to Alabama. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but it did make it back to Moline or wherever it was supposed to go, and yeah. they had buses taking people to New Orleans. And the bus broke down. Yes. <laughs> Those people that are on that broken-down bus are probably thinking, really, FML, what the heck, you know? <laughs> I want to know who some of those people are because I don't want to travel with them at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> That's just nuts. But they are getting uh, a free cruise out of this. You know they are. I don't probably even know a full refund. I don't even know if I would want it. You know, oh, I wouldn't want it either. But that's what they're going to end up with. <laughs> oh no, that's what they said. They're going to give them. Uh, I think they said this morning. I heard something like a a rebate on the next cruise. I'm like rebate? No, that's going to be a free cruise. I think they're going to get their money back, a free cruise, and five hundred dollars. And I'm thinking at this point. <laughs> and a you brand know what? new car. Yeah, I was like, just give me the cash equivalent of that cruise, that free cruise. Along with the five hundred. I ain't getting back on one of your boats. Yeah, I'm not getting back on the boat there. Sorry. Heck no. It's because that. the world was supposed to start ending on the 22nd, apparently. <laughs> That's just nuts, though. There's, there's no way I would want a free cruise after that experience. That's yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's try it again. I'm yeah. To get stuck. I think not. <laughs> But uh, no, we are here. A uh, lot to cover this week, and if we have enough time, I did promise a two-minute rant, which uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be quite. Inter- yeah, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. But um, 
first things first, uh, a belated, I know I haven't had a chance to talk to you, but a belated happy Valentine's Day and to all of you out there. I know that some people celebrate it, some people don't. <laughs> but <laughs> according to a new study by OpenTable.com, 51% of women uh, were heading out, while 36% of us are uh, waiting uh, until the long weekend for a special dinner out. But no matter what day you dine with your sweetie, whether it's a long-term love or a first-time fling, it says to watch out for the fatal flaws that apparently guys hate more than anything else. And according to the survey, 56% of women and 61% of men said that talking on the phone or texting at the table is the biggest dining faux pas a date can commit. And being rude to the wait staff came in second, being the biggest no-no for 32% of women and 28% for the men. And this has got a new love interest and not so sure they're ready for the Valentine's Day scenario yet. Most survey respondents, 42%, said that Valentine's Day should be reserved for couples dating at least a month or two, while 37% said at least three months, and a brave 21% said they'd even go on a first date on Valentine's Day. And uh, in case you were wondering, some PDA is cool on the most romantic day of the year. 71% of respondents said so, uh, but not too much. So after all of that is read, you know, I saw an interesting uh, 30 Rock last night, a, a classic one, where Liz Lemon went out first date on Valentine's Day and did not go over well. But if you try to avoid days like that, you know, like Valentine's Day or Sweetest Day to go out on a first date. Which is dumb because they're not real holidays. I know it's not because, a real I mean, holiday. Valentine's Day is more of a holiday than Sweetest Day. Sweetest uh, Day was made up. That is a Hallmark holiday, and if you celebrate it, congratulations. You just got caught into the consumerism wheel. Merry freaking Christmas. No, that's a made-up holiday. But even on on Valentine's Day, would you avoid going out on that day? Because, I mean, it's going to be awkward to go out on Valentine's Day, and there's couples sitting there all lovey-dovey who they've been together for a long time, and you're sitting here with this new person who you're not really going to get all PDA with right off the bat. Isn't that a little awkward? I don't think so. It's no? just like any other date. It's <laughs> okay. I guess I'm one of those ones that are jaded. <laughs> <laughs> My Valentine's Day celebration, honestly, involves those box of Valentines that cost like a dollar. Mm-hmm. That you choo choo choose me. <laughs> one of those. That's it. Maybe a piece of candy. I'm not huge on that. I mean, if you want to give me flowers, great. If we've been dating for a while, wonderful. If you want to give me chocolates, okay, but it better be the kind I like to eat if we've been dating for a while. If it's going to be a first date, it doesn't matter if it's Valentine's Day or February 28th. It's still going to be awkward. There's still going to be people that are around that are couples. But don't you think that there's going to be an extra added awkwardness? Because, I mean, particularly you know on February 14th when you go to dinner, there are going to be a lot of people there who have been together for a long, long time and are extra lovey-dovey on that day and compared to, like, say, Saturday night, March. On every other day. Like, say, compared to, like, March 31st, you know that if you're going there on February 14th, there's going to be a lot more people there for that particular reason. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb because you should be celebrating every day. You should not be just a lovey-dovey one day a year. <laughs> Two, if you count your anniversary. Yeah. 
really so. and some people's anniversaries fall on the 14th. You know what? I celebrate February 14th every year. Huge. You know why? My brother-in-law has a birthday that day. There you go. So happy birthday to my brother-in-law. No, it's it's it is awkward. It's kind of dumb that people celebrate it the way they do. I mean, I'm not saying don't. I'm not that jaded. Please. There's there's it's fun to get to go back to the to when you were in fourth grade and everybody got one of those little cards and you were really excited because it had Scooby Doo on it and it was like, Oh my god, I got Scooby Doo and he says he loves me. <laughs> those are really that's fun and as long as you keep that in mind that it's a fun day, then I don't think it's a problem. It's when you put too much emphasis on the day that it becomes awkward. And if you're gonna be one of those people, at least with me, never mind. We'll go out on March twenty first. Heck, I love going out on the 14th with a group of people that are usually all girls and going to dinner because then people look at you funny. They don't know who's dating who. <laughs> and they're too embarrassed to ask. Exactly. Which is what I'm saying. Yeah, Those I, are the I, kind I, of days I like doing stuff like that, just to weird people out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so the no pressure first date, I think you set aside, you know, besides, in my mind, I wouldn't do it on Valentine's Day. I think I'd rather do it, if we're going to go on a first date, I think it's I wouldn't go out on a Thursday night. How about that? The only way that you can go out on Valentine's Day is if Valentine's Day happens to fall on a Friday or Saturday. And even then, that's, no. Oh, <laughs> even, yeah, that even then, brutal. most likely you're all going to be going, ugh, it's going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it off till next week. Yeah. Speaking of going out, now, this has happened to you or I at a different point. You go to a restaurant, and then in walks the people with uh, their kids, and then you mm-hmm. pretty much assume that you're, if they sit near you, you know your evening is not going to go as quietly as you thought. But mm-hmm. we've seen the joy that could spread when restaurant employees type in a personalized discount on people's receipts and perhaps complimenting the customer or simply giving a discount to wish a mother to be luck, as was the recent case of a generous restaurant server uh, who did that. And I was actually on Reddit, but recently also, the worker gave a family $4 off the bill for having, quote, well-behaved kids. Now, even though that's nice, but should it just be expected that you're dining out and that you're going to keep your kids under control? Now, a few days, well, about a week or so ago, a Reddit user posted a photo of a personalized discount added to a customer's bill, noting, quote, if only all restaurants did this for people with kids as in perhaps more parents would be motivated to keep unruly kids under control if a discount was on the line. But is it that simple? Uh, Yeah, you know, we've all encountered obnoxious, screaming, crying kids and thought, why did the parents bring them here? But for anyone who's a parent, you know how difficult it can be to predict when and if a tantrum is going to come. But, you know, that brought up the very good question. Is it something that, should be rewarded, or is it something that we should expect? If you're asking me the question, it should be expected. I'm sorry. If you're going to take somebody out to it, that'd be like the, it's the same thing as if somebody came in drunk into a restaurant started causing a ruckus. You kick them out. The only difference is this little person is not drunk. That's the only difference. That we know. At least I hope they're not drunk. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But that's just a little per. I'm sorry. I've never looked at children any differently. They're all little people. And the big people in their life 
should be showing them the correct way to behave in a public situation. And if the big people in their life cannot control the little people in their life or cannot elicit the proper behavior in their life at the proper time, then they should be escorted out. I really do. I really think that parents with bad kids in a place that does not, like, not like Chuck E. Cheese, like Chuck E. Cheese, screaming children, that's to be expected. McDonald's, Playland, expected. That's, you know, scream away, run up and down the slide, fall over and knock your teeth out. I don't even care. Those places are for kids, you know. You want to pee in the ball pit? Not my deal. I'm not letting my kids get in there, but whatever. <laughs> that's That's what that's for. If you are going to a fancy restaurant and you have them all dressed up to the nines, they better behave or you get walked out. You know, I'm I'm with you when it comes to this. As a matter of fact, I actually think that at a fancy dancy restaurant that's not really that we all know that's not kid friendly, I actually think there should be a ban on bringing kids after a certain time in the evening. I actually Ooh. think that after five six o'clock, I don't want to see them because you know that the majority of people there are going to be adults. They've worked all day, and you know if you're going to take your kids somewhere. First of all, who takes them to a fancy dancy restaurant? You know they're not going to eat what's on the menu. <laughs> you know, pretty much all they're going to want is pretty much uh, either chicken nuggets or a burger. But <laughs> at this stage of the game, I think that's sad where we pretty much have to um, bribe people to keep your kids in line. That should be something that's natural because nobody wants to. It, it's like you know seeing a kid on an airplane. It's the last thing you want to see because, if, especially if you know they're sitting behind you, you know there's a chance they're going to be kicking your seat. I don't want to see it after a certain point. I know that sounds harsh, and as a person that does not have kids, but, you know, you shouldn't be rewarded for something that you should already be doing. You know, and if you are going to bring your kids in here, at least, you know, I think that there should probably be, you know, sometimes where you can bring them in and kind of start to teach them while they're there. But that's something that, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't go out really until my parents felt secure and knowing that we could be all right in a big, you Beyond know, your best behavior. Setting. Yeah. And it was like people just go right into it and, you know, bring the kids there. They let the kids run around all over the place. They let them, you know, do. just trust me. If your kid's coming over to my table and is going to start whatever, don't blame me for what happened. <laughs> it will not be my fault if the fork gets embedded in that small little chubby hand that's reaching up for my plate. I swear to God, I will. Uh, and it's just, it's sad now that we've come to a point where, you know, people expect to be rewarded for something that they should already be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I should get some discount because my kid didn't run around and knock everything. That, that, that should be the I norm. I don't get discount. Yeah. Why are we I have one of that? the best behaved children ever. No, I'm I'm lying. I'm lying. All right. <laughs> I mean, I am lying. Um, I have a well-behaved child in public. Yeah. We'll do it that way. She is well-behaved because I expect that of her. Mm-hmm. And we have been to a couple of fancy restaurants, only a couple, and only on vacation because that's, you know, we were there, we wanted to try it, and dressed up and everything. I mean, got on the fancy shoes and wore a dress and, you know, curled her hair and everything. Um, She knows that if she puts a toe out of line when we're out, I'll take her to the car. I'll leave the plates there. I'll pay for the meal, but I'll leave the plates (laughs) there and walk out. 
There won't be a doggy bag. This will be like we're paying and we're leaving. Done. I don't let her run around. I don't let even in the not so fancy restaurants like the in betweens. What do you call them? Like the outbacks and the like. Mm-hmm. You know the sit down. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. No. No. You know, like those kind of places that are not so fancy, but they're not so. They're not McDonald's. Yeah. Um, even in those places, she knows that she needs to. If she wants to go with us, if she wants to have the breadsticks at Olive Garden, she needs to behave. I don't get a discount. I never get a discount. Well, I can't say that. I never get a discount for that. I've never gotten a discount for a well-behaved child. I've gotten compliments. Wow, your child is so well-behaved. She's got great manners. I've gotten compliments, and trust me, those compliments are amazing. I love it. But in the back of my mind is, she better be. Yeah. And I don't know where we lost that. I don't know where, when people let their children running, uh, seriously, I have done this a couple of times, where there's kids running around in the waiting area where you have to wait the five minutes before you get your table, mm-hmm. and they're all screaming and yelling at each other, and somebody comes up to me. I have slapped a child. That was not mine. <laughs> and it was, they came over, they bumped into me, they did not say they're sorry. I grabbed them by the ear, smacked them on the shoulder, and said, excuse you. They didn't come running by me again. Damn free. Parent your child. Yes, that's that is the rule here. I will step down off my soapbox. <laughs> and that was and that was Mary's two minute rant. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another one to come today. But um, <laughs> speaking of behaving themselves, mm. you know, I read a story here, and. You know, it can hit home for any one of us here. And what started out as a way to vent about his acrimonious divorce and bitter costly dispute uh, turned into a blog. And now three and a half years after that blog, the, quote, psycho ex-wife has turned into a battle over free speech and due process. And while the adults argue over whose rights are being trampled on, the real issue remains. Is publicly bashing a parent ever in the best interest of his or her kids? Now, Anthony Morelli and his girlfriend, Misty Weaver Ostinato, started their blog in December 2007 and still insist that it's never been about Morelli's ex-wife, but about their own experiences with divorce. They say, quote, we have been through three custody evaluations, six false contempt petitions, three custody schedules, one psych evaluation, one false child abuse allegation, two false calls to the local sheriff's office, four years of parental alienation, $80,000, one break-in, one case of stalking, one restraining order, and we finally have 50-50 custody of our children. And uh, that comes, it was written by Weaver Ostinio, a divorced mother of two, who says that she gets along with her own ex. It says, we hope you enjoy watching the train wreck. We hope you find the help if you are in a similar position, and we hope you share with your friends. Now, that blog quickly grew into a huge community with a recommended reading list in a secure form in which registered members discussed everything from mental health to legal issues. Now, Morelli has told uh, different sources here that the site was getting 200,000 hits a day, and the cast of characters were identified by initials that didn't correspond to their real names and no pictures were published, but the descriptions were brutal, and the blog posts, which often featured emails from his ex or transcripts of voicemails left for him by her, were filled with accusations of alcoholism and abuse, name-calling, and venom. And long story short, uh, this has now kind of gone to uh, uh, court here in which they are trying to, a Pennsylvania judge, ordered him to shut down this site. Now, he complied, sort of. 
The landing page to the Psycho Ex-Wife now redirects readers to a new site, Save the Psycho Ex-Wife, where he and Weaver Ostinato are raising money to defend themselves in court. But links from Google to individual posts on the old site are still active. Though each page now displays a notice about the shutdown order, a link to the fundraising site, and an updating tagline that reads First Amendment 101. And now he's hired another lawyer to appeal the Superior Court here. And, you know, it's just ugly back and forth. But this also reminds me of a story this week from, well, the last couple of weeks, and I'm pretty sure all of you who follow Twitter are, you know, know about the, in Radar Online, know about the huge thing with Brandy Glanville and, you know, Leanne Rimes and Eddie Cibrian, and how Brandy has been talking about, you know, what went down in the closing stages of that relationship. And she's done it on a public forum, and a lot of people have come out about that uh, in regards to protecting the kids. For someone uh, that's gone through this, it, it brings to mind the question, is it publicly okay to bash an ex? It's convoluted. My answer is not very good. I don't think he should have started the blog. Um, he needed an outlet. That's what he did. It's not in his control that it got popular, although he did ask, well, him and his girlfriend, ask that they be sharing them, you know, share us with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's wrong that both parents are fighting with each other and the kids are stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think it's wrong that they're doing it not only publicly, that they're doing it in front of the children, but they're doing it, like, universally, for the lack of a better term. They're doing it worldwide. Because yeah. anybody can get to that blog. Mm-hmm. That's half of mine. Half of mine is, unfortunately, he's right, in 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 a sick and twisted way, that even if he did name her, unless he's a, that's it's a civil thing. It's not a um, family court judge's right to shut down his blog. Mm-hmm. Now. The family court judge could absolutely influence him heavily to shut down the blog by saying as long as the blog is up, she gets full custody because you have slander, defamation, you're putting your child in risk, blah, 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 whatever they want to say. Yeah. She can influence it, but she can't order it. Yeah. And that's where we're coming at. And it's, it's Nobody a, wins here. The children lose, and I yeah. hate that. I hate that the children lose here because there are two people that are so stupid and so sick and so stuck in their head about who's right and who's wrong that they've forgotten that it doesn't matter. Because their yeah. lives with each other are over. It doesn't matter. It's about the kids, and, and it's their kids are going to have years of therapy trying to figure out why their parents are such douchebags. You aren't kidding. And it's a fine line because, you know, it's no coincidence that we are on something called blog talk radio. We have an ability to come out every week, say what we want, and in a couple of minutes you're really going to hear me say what I feel. But Mm -hmm. it's, you know, while it's, I guess, I'm with you. It's one of those things where he has a right to start a blog. He has a right to 
I guess, say what he feels as long as he's not slandering anybody. But at the same time, there is a responsibility that comes with what you do. And if you are going to start a page, and we all know that you're talking about somebody or a particular person, I don't think it does anybody any favors to, especially in the situation that these people are in, to drag each other through the coals online. It doesn't help the kids. doesn't help the situation. And nobody wins. And you're right. It's a fine line because now you're going between his rights to say what he wants, but at the same time, we're trying to protect the people who are involved. And you would hope that common sense prevails. And at some point, that you use that blog on a more positive sense to say, hey, this happened to me, but we're moving on from it. And you don't use it as a bully pulpit. You use it as what the intended target of blogs really are meant to be, and that's to help other people or to kind of be that voice for people who are going through the same thing. Not as a pulpit to, you know, come out and lash against somebody. But unfortunately, like you said, the kids are the ones that lose in this whole thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. But... We're coming up on about a couple of minutes before uh, our time to go, and I did promise a two-minute rant. And I'm going to put an asterisk to this two-minute rant because this is not a bashing of (laughs) the person himself. He's a smart person, and I'm surprised at his comments this week. But I read something recently about Donald Trump who slammed Beyonce's Super Bowl performance last Sunday because of what he called, quote, suggestive dancing, and inappropriate behavior on stage. Now, appearing on the Howard Stern Show on February 6th, the real estate mogul said, quote, when Beyonce was thrusting her hips forward in a very suggestive manner, if someone else would have done that, it would have been a national scandal. I don't know what he meant by that. He says, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was not appropriate. Not appropriate. Now, Donald Trump, I know, is a smart man. But this is not the first time I'm sure he has seen a Beyonce concert. This is not the first time that I'm pretty sure he has not seen Beyonce on film somewhere. She's not the first dancer to dance that way and certainly will not be the last dancer to dance that way. For months it has been put that Beyonce was going to be the halftime act of Super Bowl of the Super Bowl, so you could not be surprised at what took place. Did you expect that she was going to stand there and just sing and not dance? You know, for a smart man, Mr. Trump, you certainly are pretty dumb when it comes to what to expect for a Beyonce performance. But then again, I had to think really closely about this, and I thought, oh, wow, yes, he does have another season of The Apprentice coming up. So what better way to get yourself in the media than to bash someone else? If you want to talk about something that is inappropriate or even more irrelevant, it would probably have to be your show. But, hey, what do I know? For months it's been on, and for years it's been on, but I'm still surprised every time that somebody at NBC decides to play it. But that's my two-minute rant. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So, with that, (laughs) oh, I'm sure I'll get a nice tweet from him. But like I said, not, not doubting the man. He's smart. He obviously made his money the smart way, and I respect that. But to bash a Beyonce performance in which you know exactly how she is and how she sings and dances? Even beyond that, she wasn't that far off of the video. Yes. 
that's been on MTV. Those aren't new songs. It's <laughs> not. It's not new songs. It's not a new dance uh, routine. It's been mm-hmm. done. So how is it mm-hmm. inappropriate? The people at the Super Bowl loved it. Everybody else loved it except for him. So I think he's a little bit out of touch. That's just me. But we got about 90 seconds left. Uh, any shout-outs for this week? No, no shout-outs this week. I do have a happy birthday to my lovely host here. Happy birthday, although it's late because it was Monday. <laughs> well, I couldn't say it last week. You took a week off, and I was still ill. Yes, yes you were still ill. And hopefully now you're feeling better. And, it's fun to um, say you're still ill. But anyway, <laughs> so happy um, birthday. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. you. Feeling I'm not gonna think. Uh, thank you. <laughs> that's 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 what the that's what the finger on the hold button was for. <laughs> but just wanted to uh give a shout out to everyone that is listening, everyone who is following us on Twitter. And of course I can't think again. Uh I know uh she was on about a week or so ago and I think I'm gonna be tweeting something for her on Twitter later on, but uh for Siri who was so wonderful enough to come on last week for one lounge. Uh that is still up on our website and you can go there to visit that as well. Like I said, follow us at News Comet BTR on Twitter and over on our webpage at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. So the clock on the wall is telling us our time is up. It's been quick. It's always a quick 30 minutes. I know. We need like an hour and a half. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get that soon. But uh, for all of you listening, thank you so much. And for Mary, I'm LeVar. We'll see you next week on page one. Peace.